Welcome to Marketing School, the only podcast that provides daily top-level marketing tips and strategies from entrepreneurs that practice what they preach and live what they teach. Let's start leveling up your marketing knowledge with your instructors, Neil Patel and Eric Sue. All right, Marketing School listeners have a special message from our sponsor, DreamHost. If you want to rank higher on Google, you want to make sure your website loads super fast. Check out DreamHost. Not only is their solution super affordable, it'll make your website load faster and they have amazing tools and support for your business to ensure that you grow and succeed. All right, Marketing School listeners, I got a special guest for you today. His name is Billy Jean. Mr. Billy Jean, co-founder and CEO at Billy Jean is Marketing, which he basically, look, this guy's passionate about education, provides training in digital marketing to marketers with a focus on achieving ROI through the use of social media and a lot more than that. Billy Jean's super creative, really excited. This has been a long time coming. Billy, how's it going, man? What's up, brother? Thank you for having me. Man, I'm a fan, like, between you and Neil, just real ones that put out, like, the shit that actually helps people make money and change their lifestyle. So I, I got respect for that. Both sides, man. We, we both really admire you. So, cool. Why don't we start off with the, the, the business? I gave kind of a, a one set of wine liner. Tell us more about what you do and kind of, you know, who you serve. So my background is agency. I think that's important for people to understand because you see, you know, edu- people in the education space are creators and they just kind of push it out of their ass. Like, and they say, hey, this is what I teach. And then I'm like, what? Where did you get that from? So my background is agency. I've done lead generation for some of the largest franchises in the world and did it for six or seven years. And so that's how I learned about Facebook ads. It was from being in the trenches with small business owners, doing this every single day and whooping everybody's ass. And then it became a question of, hey, how did you do this? How are you getting these results? And my buddy, Mike, was like, hey, man, this whole online education, do you want to do a webinar with me? And at the time, I was like, I don't know much about webinars. I've done like one or two. I did it with him. We killed it on the webinar. I got a bunch of emails and comments and stuff like, hey, this changed my life. Then we went to education. And then from that moment on, we went all in because I realized something. We're teaching things that, not the cliche like school is not, but like out and say, hey, someone who takes my training for a year and wants to go start a small business, right? Like million a year, five million a year, not talking Fortune 1000 things. I can guarantee you give me somebody and you give any school, Harvard, Ivy League, Stanford, like anything, my person will go fuck this shit up in sales, not physically. Maybe that too, but I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah. So that's what we do is we educate people. Now, 120,000 students in like over 75 countries. So we just know what we do. It's amazing, man. And so I think one important point is, you know, agencies to me, um, and I've talked about this with other people on my other podcast, agencies are a great launchpad business, right? It's a great cash flow business, great to get started. And you don't need a lot of capital to get going. So if you're starting from ground zero, look, you learn some digital marketing, right? From Billy, and then you can start up an agency. And then you can, what you can do is you can take that cash flow and go invest it in more durable sources of income, right? Um, Or revenue, which is what you did, right? And so, I mean, uh, for me, I mean, I'm still focused on like education. Like my thing is we're 100,000 students. Like I want to get to a million. But yes, now that uh, there's, I got a couple other things. We're, we're playing with some software. We're talking about building out content studios and across the country. Yeah, there's a lot of things. But I mean, I think it goes beyond agency. It's just marketing. Like marketing, especially on the direct response side, if you own that skill set, you can literally go into any business and instantly bring revenue. Like there's no limit to how you can earn your income. And yep. so I think what I love about it is just the freedom that it gives you. You get choices. You know what I mean? Like if you go to med school, 
your ass is doing something in the field related. There's not a lot of pivoting, but marketing, you can go into any industry, any business, and you, you hold the nuts. Yeah. You hold the nuts. That's a, that's a freaking uh, poker term right there. There you go. Um, so look, I was actually having dinner with a couple of entrepreneurs. They've started what, 60 million a year, 200 million a year, and then like another hundred million dollar a year business. And what I learned from them is like, they just have a really good marketing team, right? And then they just kind of plowed into these different types of businesses, which is what you're doing, right? So again, I think what, at least from my point of view, I think starting from agency first is great, but then you got to figure out what's next, right? You got to look at Billy. He's leveled up the education. Now he's looking at Billy. Depending on your lifestyle, right? Like, cause then there's the other part. So you take someone like us, we're like ambitious and creatives and we want to do these things, but you know, somebody else, they may be like, yo, let me make five to 10 grand a month, yeah. helping a couple companies and, and doing them. You know what totally I mean? So not, yeah, there's not, so there are no rules on it. So yeah, I think, but yes, for someone who's going into the obsession of entrepreneurship, then yes, it likely will be a foundation and then you may pivot and, and do some there other you go. things. I, I love that, right? Because you can, you can decide if you want to stop at a certain level and there's nothing wrong with that. But, mm-hmm. but let's talk a little more about the business. So what, what is, people here like the tactics, right? So what is crushing for you guys in terms of marketing right now? Because just so you guys, those of you that don't know Billy, he used to put billboards up and he probably still do stuff like that, <laughs> but he's just super, super creative. So I'm really interested to know like what works for you right now. If I have to go like, this I actually got something this will be interesting to share this with this audience is I'm at a point now where I want to split test zero I want to I don't want to change much like to me the only thing worth testing at this point and I'm exaggerating when I say that is the offer period like nothing else matters nothing like you know it's so funny we'll, we'll put something out and then we'll fucking test all these different things for like a two percent switch a ten percent switch and da 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 do you change the offer you might be sitting on a thousand percent switch give you case in point something that blew my mind now here i am doing this stuff for a decade right you see a little bit of everything or at least you feel that way well i do a webinar to launch this new texting software that we're fucking with and any time before that the highest conversions i've ever seen on a webinar were ten percent fifteen percent 17, I mean, and that was extreme, right? Usually it's like five, six, automated two, three, like it's low, but 40%, 40% on the software launch. The offer was different. It was a different thing. It, it solved a different problem. And my brain went to like, God damn, what kind of offers can I do in the gardening niche? What kind of offers can I do in like you know, Elon brick, bricks? Like, you know what I mean? Like how many of these duddy boring industries can be taken over? And so I obsess about like, what are you offering? And to me, nothing, nothing else matters. Like I wouldn't even waste any time on anything anyone's doing. If your shit is not selling, you can't get momentum. You have to figure out how to bring the craziest shit. Like if you're on the agency side, like how can you say, I will manage your ads for a year long and guarantee results. Now some people go, well, that's crazy. How would you ever make money? That's the game. That's the real game of entrepreneurship. The people who do figure out a way to monetize that by once you work with our agency, you know, you're required to use these softwares and getting an affiliate commission from there and X percentage goes to this and that. Like, that's the fucking game. It's how can you have the wildest shit on the front end that's going to make people talk, make people share, da 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 da, and then figuring out something, a creative way to monetize on the back end. I'm convinced that in all of business, not just marketing, that is the most critical factor. Like, even now, when I think about like my next chapter, I'm 32 now, when I think about my next chapter, I go like, not the business I want to do next. What's the next offer I can do next and build a business around the offer? So, yeah. I I love that. Dude, that, that's super smart. I mean, can you give people an example of like a 10% converting offer? And then when you jumped into like a 40% offer, do you have anything like that? Yes. Offer would be like, 
buy my course and I'll show you, you know, the software offer was like, get access to this and all your text messages will be automated for the next year. Like something different. Or when I was doing a lot of stuff like Orange Theory Fitness, I worked with like three to 500 of their locations or some shit. And the biggest offer there at the time is they would give out these day passes. And I was like, oh, we got to do something crazy. And so we did a two week free trial. And then that was the thing. And then the whole franchise started picking up that joint. So it's the offer. But I think the thing that killed me with franchise and I worked with a ton of them is when they get so big, they become corporate. And when corporate means they want to be uniform because they're trying to manage a thousand locations. How do you keep the synergy together? They do it by restricting creativity. They say, okay, here's the only permitted offers that we have for quarter one, quarter two, quarter three. Now, the people up top in the suits, they're like, yeah, that's great. It means uniform. But to anyone who's in the trenches, dude, if you're, if you've been beating the fucking, hey, two-week trial, two-week trial for six months, it's called message fatigue. It doesn't work anymore. People have seen it. It's not exciting anymore. You have to change the offer. So then they would try and put handcuffs around me of what I could do an offer. And I'm like, you're going to lose. You guys are just going to lose. It just gets old. You know what I mean? And so, like, obviously, the, the, they're doing great and healthy. But I'm just saying, in regards to any business, like, that's the thing. It's like, how can you? I mean, look at Dollar Shave Club. I, I hate to reference them, but they're so dope. Because one, they're creative uh, geniuses when it comes to marketing, but like the offer, the fucking offer is in name. And, and here's, here's another mark of a brilliant offer. It's, can you make a decision to buy it within hearing one sentence? Can you say yes or no right away? If you have to explain anything that you're selling, it got more expensive to sell drastically, drastically. It's, hey, can you look at it in a second? I, I saw this thing called crown and paw or something. And basically they take your dog, and they, they paint a picture of your dog wearing like a king or queen outfit, like something like ridiculous. But you can literally look at one image ad and tell exactly what they sell. They already have a massive advantage. See, clarity. Clarity comes just as important. Now, again, when I was just coming into the game and I heard somebody talk about like, oh, offering clarity, I would have rolled my eyes. Because I would be like, come on, tell me the look on like, I mean, it's better. <laughs> shut the fuck up. Like, this is the shit that actually moves the needle in regards to money. And I would have been too ignorant and arrogant to understand that early. But, you know, even take agency. I tell my people, I said, stop saying that you're an agency. Stop saying that you do marketing. Sell one thing. 21 influencers in 21 days. 10 emails in, you know, for 10 days. Like, it's tangible. What is the tangible trade? You know exactly what the fuck that is. That's the game. And it makes it way easier to sell. Hey, you hire me. I'm going to get you six video testimonials every week a service people that you can make a million dollars doing that people say what's a million dollar idea there is no million dollar idea just million dollar execution and clarity that's the game i love that man million dollar execution you should write a book on that so look we've had uh, russell brunson uh, on this podcast as well and he i mean he switches things up quite a bit right so i'm just yeah. curious actually before i ask this question how many years did it take you to realize holy crap for, forget about all the tactics right it's just about the offer how many years it probably took a couple of years. I think once I started working with a lot of different franchises and, you know, you have someone breathing down your neck, looking at the results and what's my cost per lead and all those things. I figured it out pretty, you know, relatively quick because I had to, you know, it's. It makes a lot of sense, right? Because if you lead with the offer, that's, a, that's the first thing they see. All your down funnel metrics are just going to get better. Come on, it, right? So yes, no, no, you just know that it's like, so all the other things like the split testings, the tools, the techniques. Those are great once you have the offer. I always tell people, optimize for maximum profit, not to make it work. If you're trying to uh, like fix your way, optimize your way into just the thing working, change your offer, you're wasting your time. 
Yep. Yep. There you go. So how often do you switch your offer? Cause I know for Russell, he's always testing out new ads and things like that, but he, he basically rotates six a year or something like that. What do you do? Let the numbers dictate forever. I never be silly enough to come up with a plan, right? Like, I mean, it's really hard and contradictory, right? Because, you know, you, you come from an, an, a game of in the 60s and 70s where most of the agencies are doing print and, and billboard, you know, things like that. And they're committing to a year long, you know what I mean? So a sales rep comes to you and say, hey, do you want to advertise on this billboard in my magazine? Cool. You have to pay this amount a month every quarter and you're contracted to a year long. So regardless if it works or not, you're kind of just stuck with it. And then that kind of fundamentals and foundation has still been here today, which is wild because now we're in an age where you can run a Facebook ad, spend three bucks, and if it doesn't work, you turn it off. So we have a rule internally here. It's we let the numbers dictate. If something's working and it's six months down the road, guess what we're going to do? Continue to run the same shit that's working. <laughs> now, now realizing that everything will eventually end, right? Now, no offer lasts forever. So we understand like, okay, hey, once we're starting to see the trend down, We've exhausted a lot of our audiences, et cetera. Okay, we're going to start thinking of what's the next hook, what's the next curveball, et cetera. But there are some definitive offers that we will cycle back through, like a lifetime access offer. There's always a room for that to kind of pull from the market and bring out to the market. You know, free plus shippings, depending on what it is. You know, those, those are some effective tools. So we will rotate probably similar to Russell of like, we have an idea of the, the type of, you know. I'm just curious. I mean, so, I mean, there's a lot of moving parts here, right? How is your team structured now? Uh, who manages a lot of, who, who's like the offer manager, right? Like, how does that all look? Yeah. So it's a little bit of unique because granted I had an agency, but I never knew anybody who had an agency. Um, I never know what it was. I only knew I was an agency because somebody said you're an agency and I was living in my parents' house and I was like, yep, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm an agency. Yeah, 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 cool, cool. Sounds great. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm an agency. So that's how I became an agency, mind you. So my marketing team consists of five total people right now for Billie Jean is marketing specifically. That's an education company. Uh, we teach people how to advertise, whatever. So five people there. And the role of everybody is everyone has to do everything. So every single person has to be able to buy media, create funnels, use click funnels, right, et cetera. So it's an all-in-one. And then I'm still extremely involved in our marketing. You know, like I, like every, like our offers and things that you do, that we do, it's, it's a lot of Billy and that's what makes it hard. And because it's hard to step away, um, away all completely from me, but it's also what I love to do. So pretty much we'll brainstorm, we'll have the idea, I'll spearhead that a majority of the time and then my team will execute. So as far as the execution, I mean, I, I haven't actually created something inside Facebook ads in probably five or six years, but I'm in there all the time. You know what I mean? Seeing this, that's not in part of the conversation. So my team executes and fulfills, but I run and spearhead a lot of our, our marketing things. And what I've found that makes me unique, and I'm not that special, there's still a lot of things I can work on, so no one take this out of context. But I think what's a unicorn about me is I'm a salesperson just as much as I am a marketer, and I'm probably even a salesperson first. What I've found with marketers is they ran to marketing because they were never good at sales, and they thought they can hide behind a curtain. And then they get exposed because the marketing is never that good because they suck at sales. <laughs> you got to have both. And I think that's the ninja game that a lot of people need to play is they're not increasing their sales skill set. So like, you know, I think that's what lends to a lot of my good marketing is the fact that I understand the sales psychology behind all of it, you know? Yeah, no, that, that's awesome. And by the way, I think everyone go check out, go to Facebook ad library, check out Billy's stuff. I mean, he's a great, he's a just great marketer, but also like he says, great salesperson, right? So Billy, I'm curious if you have any practical stuff around people getting better at sales, right? Cause this is a marketing audience. So they're like, Oh, I don't want to do sales. Right. You might have people pushing back there. So how do they get better? 
this is actually a hold on the market. It's actually a company that we're kind of working up behind the scenes. My, first of all, I'm going to plug my own shit. I have something called Sales Genius Weekly. I'll send you a sales video like every week, like five minutes, things to practice. One line. Awesome. But I do think, first of all, pick up a sales book. Just I'll go like this. Google fucking best sales book and buy them and read them. That is how you become. But I think there's another word that's not mentioned enough when it comes to sales. Are you ready for it? It's called practice. If you and I want to go play basketball, and like, you tell me, yo, I want to go to the league. I want to be the best three-point shooter of all time. And I'd be like, okay. And then I ask you, cool, how many times do you practice your jump shot? You go, well, I only practice during the games. I'd be like, oh, bro, you're not going to go to the NBA. <laughs> like, you're going to be, you're not going to be a Hall of Famer. You have to practice all the time. But I'll ask everybody listening, okay, at some point in your career, you've probably had a fucking sales call before or a sales page. Well, how often do you practice it? Oh, you don't. You just wait till you're on the phone and that's your reps. Okay, then. That would dictate your income forever. Sales is a practice art, meaning you have scripts for everything that you do. You fucking role play with your team in the morning. You practice objections. I don't have the time. You should have fucking five different responses of what to say, you know, in that moment. You, it, it's practice. This is the thing. People don't even know that you can practice sales. People are so far removed from sales. It, when you say the word practice, they would say, how? What does that mean? It means script. It means role play. And it means, you know, the thing about sales is what I love is that every single objection that you face is not new. You'll be in business for 50, 60, 100 years. And every reason why somebody tells you no will be the same. I don't have the time, the money. I need to talk to my spouse. And that's pretty much it. <laughs> Everything is a variation of that, period. So think about how ridiculous it is if you're selling real estate. And someone's going to be like, I want to think about it. And you don't know what to ask or say in that situation when you're going to hear the same thing for 30 years. Do you understand the ridiculousness of that? The, 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 the lack of responsibility that that shows like in creativity, it's everything. So I think the best part about sales is, you know, you know in marketing, like, you see data. It always stays the same. You know, numbers dictate like it's because humans are the most predictable creatures on the planet. So how do you practice sales? Like pick up some fucking sales books. Google and read some damn sales books and then make flashcards, flashcards for the different objections and have responses and practice with flashcards, period. And I guarantee you every single person here, if you do that, you will make more money throughout your life. I love it. It's, it's so practical. Makes a lot of sense. I guess I, I want to talk about your program too. So those people that are interested in your program right now, what do the costs look like? What, what type of stuff can they learn? I mean, it was like a lead magnet. I think it's literally like five bucks a month and I send you a sales training every Sunday. And it's less than five minutes and it's like an objection. Like, okay, you don't have the time. Say this flashcard and assignment. It's like really, I mean, honestly, I'll probably give it to your audience. It's like, remind me after, we'll just send them a fucking link, hook them up. So I love that. Thank you for that. How about overall the, the main program you have for Billy Genius Marketing? Genius Advantage. So, you know, I got a sick ass studio next door. We dropped a lot of cash on it. But basically every Tuesday, I teach a new ad strategy to get customers, period. So, you know, one week it may be birthday campaign, et cetera. And it's on Zoom. We get a thousand people every Tuesday. It's live. I'm there. We dance, do giveaway prizes, do breakout sessions. So, you know, I may say, hey, this is the ad I want you to do. Share it with your group, et cetera. It's the most immersive learning experience for education that exists on the planet. Like literally, and I'm not just hyping. Come to a Tuesday call, invite anybody to come. I guarantee you there's nothing like a real experience in the education space. And it's more practical and like will generate you more cash than anything out there in the game. 100%. No questions asked. And so that sounds amazing. How much does it cost? I don't even know. I think 49 bucks a month. It's cheap. That's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> 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 what you, because our thing is hit the masses. 
You know what I mean? Like a lot of people, you know, obsessed about how, can we do like a high ticket version? Of course we can. That's not my mission. I want the person in the hood who's feeling hopeless that doesn't have positive mentors around them to be able to access our shit. And then I want them to change their life as a result and then fucking ripple effect that stuff. That's important to me. Yeah. Let's talk about that a little bit. So, you know, being a minority, uh, talking about education. So how does that all make you, I guess, create the business that you have right now? How's that all connect? Dictates my prices, you know, like going really low. Like I recently, I gave away all my shit for like 50 bucks, like a decade of courses for like 50 bucks or something crazy like that. And it's just about access, you know, my parents grew up on welfare. So when we were, you know, growing up down here in Emerald Hills, uh, in San Diego, Emerald Hills, the irony, it's not so emeraldy, but nonetheless, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, you, you go there and like, you just seen, seen things as a kid, you know, from drugs, violence, murder, you know, my, my grandfather was murdered, my uncle was murdered, you know, so like murder's close, you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people hear murder and it's just something you see on like CSI. I'm like, nah, this is, a, this is real life. So when you understand that, and then I go to University of San Diego, AKA the University of Spoiled Daughters, you know, one of the wealthiest Southern California, Orange County, by the water, you know, you're exposed to, I think it's one of my greatest blessings that I just got blessed with is that I had these unique perspectives on life. I've seen dark and, and poverty. I've seen fucking grossly rich, disgustingly rich like this. And I'm like, what is the difference between A and B? The answer is several things, but a big one is information, education. The shit that was normal to the wealthy was wild. Like, it was crazy to me when I was sitting like finance class and everybody knew what the stock market was. <laughs> you know, what? You know, you don't see that shit on the other side. No one knows what the stock market is. Yeah. You know, and, and like people having conversations of real estate, like it's an opportunity. In the other side, real estate is because you need a roof over your head. You need safety for your loved ones. So people don't realize that even having access to know that those are things is called privilege. That's what privilege is. You have the privilege to know. My daughter will grow up privileged as fuck. A lot of people think it's, oh, white privilege, da 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 Like, there's things. Now, there's innate things that come with being white. You know, there's privileged things that come with being black. People automatically assume I got a big dick and I dance well. In both are true. <laughs> like, it goes both ways. But, you know, so for me, that gap has forever, like, covered you know, and, and, and my body's been inundated with that. Like, yo, I want to help other people on this side, get to this side. And I realized that I'm not special. I'm lucky that I was put into a different environment where I got exposed to these things. If these people over here knew there too, there'd be a lot more people over here. A lot of people just don't know. And a lot of people on the, on the rich side can't even understand the world where it, they don't understand. It's not like, imagine growing up in a place where the most successful person that you knew or knew of made $50,000 a year. New of, new of, not like, think about it. So think about how you grew up and like your richest friend, oh, their family's bond, da, da, da. The riches you knew of made 40 Gs. Changes your mindset. You can't even, you yeah. can't even physically. Limits like, it. You know what I mean? Yeah, you can't even like, it's, it's a whole different game. So, you know, if I had a wish for everybody, I wish everybody could just walk in someone else's shoes. That's completely different to theirs because I feel like that's the greatest privilege that I've had in my life is being able to see that. And it, it does shape a lot of the way I do things today. Got it. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. I do want to talk about, so my, my EA pulled this up. You, you've spent over 200 grand. I think you spent well over this on your personal brand, right? You got the content studio and all that. So how are you thinking about your personal brand, content studio, and things moving forward? 
personal brand is my vehicle. You know, yeah, we're spending like 200 to 500 grand a month on my personal brand. Um, and now our ads have been seen about 850 million times. So a lot has come with that. One is when I go outside, I will always be recognizable. <laughs> so that, that's interesting because I like to sit at home and play video games. I'm rocking my gamer t-shirt now. Yeah. So I don't think a lot of people realize how like, indoorsy I am like I like to chill at the crib and, and with my homies but they see me on camera and I'm always so turned up you know what I mean because I'm working right I think the other side of it is the, the biggest thing that I look forward my biggest my mentor and who I focus on learning from changes all the time according to the problems that I or my business are facing that's what makes me interested in reading I'm not a natural person who likes to read but I'll read something that will help me solve a problem to get me out of something or to get me to somewhere I've never been and right now, Gordon Ramsay is the guy. Gordon Ramsay is my number one guy to follow in business right now because he's done what I want to accomplish. He's had the hit shows on Netflix, Hulu, Networks, et cetera, leveraged and licensed his name and turned those into the staples of what he does, which is his restaurants and experiences. So to me, like this whole Billie Jean is marketing thing is a, a very profitable way for me to build brand and then to leverage that brand to do cool shit. My obsession is brand. My obsession is getting as many people to know who Billie Jean is and coin it. When you think of chef, Gordon Ramsay would probably be the number one person that most people think about, period. Right? My name is called Billie, my, my business name is called Billie Jean, is marketing. Because when someone says the word marketing, which is a staple of business, who else can you name? Like, you can't just like, someone, like no one's, even, no one's even trying to be called like a marketer. You know what I mean? It hasn't been cool yet. It's becoming cool, and we'll be right there to own that. So having network shows is the biggest next chapter for me. And to to really just go to that next mainstream level, you know, that's the goal. But then to use that to launch brands and do cool shit. Yeah. Like, it's cheating when you have brand. So when I, when I told you we launched this software two weeks ago, I think we stacked immediately about just from launching and promoting it for two weeks, 93000 bucks in recurring revenue. Wow. This is a million-dollar business. In yeah. two weeks, literally, I did three fucking webinars. Did it twice live, we automated it, did an encore. Just like that. Why brand? Like, reach, oh shit. Do you know what the headline to our webinar is? What am I going to do post retirement? What's the next chapter look like? People are like, what's Billy up to? That's brand. That's a decade of being in the trenches, speaking and magazines and all the shit, podcasts, us vibing. Like, that's it. So to me, I'm like, man, if, if that was two weeks of just this, goddamn. I wonder what, what, how do you do that? Who do you do that with a hundred million? Well, let's ask Kylie Jenner. Yeah. Or, or a billion dollar brand. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, okay, I get it. That's what the next level looks like. So that's what I'm chasing. Dude, I, I love that. I mean, I was on Clubhouse hanging out with a bunch of founder buddies the other day. And um, are they going to do that for Android, by the way? They should. I, they're for sure going to do it because they, yeah. they just got a bunch of money from this one VC firm that's popular. If you look at it, I can see you hanging on Clubhouse a ton, right? It's like I see just a bunch of webinars, like 800 people, 1,500 people or whatever. But key thing is we're talking about the subject of audience first, right? And you've done a great job of that. You lead with audience first. That's like the ultimate leverage. And then you just plug in other business units into it. It just, yeah. it's how you play the game. How you play the game. I mean, once you have the audience, I mean, there's no shortage of needs that we have as humans. You know, like my brand has went all the way to like, look, I got, you know, a, a big list of entrepreneurs. They all need computers. I might start a fucking computer brand. Who do you know that really owns, makes, makes, remember when they like, so they were skateboarding and then people started putting their names on skateboards. Muska and like, you know, it, it became a thing. Like, so I'm, entrepreneurship to me is this big thing that's finally becoming popular. And I'm sitting here looking for the waves. Like, yeah, I'm gonna have my own laptop. People are like, what? Who has a laptop? Nigga, you got a shoe deal. I got a laptop deal, bro. Everybody's yeah. using laptops. 
like the little blue blocker shade shit. I'm like, yeah, I might as well get some of those. Like, I'm going to just take a whole thing. So for me, again, this company, Billy Jean is marketing is designed as a vehicle that allows me to spend, you know, 6 million bucks a year or whatever on making my name more famous and more relevant and showing people what I want. The other crazy thing about Bram is right now, like we dictate that. Like whenever anyone sees my share, if they say anything about me, I'm like, bro, you only think that way because I told you to think that way. I put out my fucking ads. I put out the stories that you see. I promote the things, you know what I mean? And that's what gets difficult about having a real massive brand because now there's other narratives written about you. Now other people create their own stories. And that's what I say is you go to the top. That's when you get the haters is because now other people try and make their story from talking about your story. You know, it, yeah. it gets anyways. It's that cycle, man. So I'm just curious. I mean, we talk about, you know, leveling up, right? I mean, you, go, you went from learning marketing to doing the agency to leveling up to what you have now, right? I guess I'm curious for people that to, if they want to duplicate your template, right? It's like, maybe you got the agency to a million, $2 million a year. And then what range did you get it to now? Right? So I just wanted them to know that, Hey, like you're, you might be capped here. Here's what like Billy's level looks like. For as far as the education side, no, for as far as like the level of revenue you're capped at when you're doing the agency versus, and you don't need to give me exact yeah. numbers. Just it's tell me. Not, yeah. I don't know if you're capped. It's just, you come to a point where you have to decide. So like, I think we were probably doing like one to 3 million with agency stuff. And I don't, and again, I don't remember, right? I haven't done agency stuff in a while, but I think it was like one to 3 million, but the decision wasn't like, can agency work anymore? Because the truth is, is this is what was different about our agency. We were simplified. We did one thing. We put up a landing page and we got you leads and gave you notification on your cell phone. The end. People go, Billy, can you do my website? Billy, can you do my post? No, I will not. It ruins my repeatability and I don't make money. No. So that was the thing is I had one account manager who can manage 30 clients. So my margins were there. So I just was a little bit different. We ran it well. I think the challenge is, is like how many people that you have to hire as a result of that. And so um, how many people you have to hire as a result of that, right? What I didn't like about the agency model is that it was so human capital required. Right. You need another human being, another human being and human beings are the biggest variables in business. You know what I mean? Because we have emotions and family can pass away and we can break up with our significant others. And so that wasn't exciting to me. That wasn't like how I got off. Some people love that shit, not me. So education side, it was easy to scale and, and, and but they can both be profitable. Right. But it's also something that people don't want. You know, pe- people admire education, but you're selling work. It's fucking work. A course is not exciting. It's not like getting the fucking brand new J's or a Lambo or some bitches. Like, like it's not, there's none of that shit. Like, I'm kidding, by the way, guys. If you don't know my personality, I'm, I talk <laughs> I'm, I'm joking. I actually mean these things literally. But it doesn't, it's work. It's like you're selling work. Selling work is always harder to convert. That's why so many people are like, ooh, I'm just going to build a course. And then they try and they fall on the fucking ass because they suck. You know, it's not easy. So anyways, it's a give and take with everything. Nonetheless, I think Billy Jean is marketing this year, do like 11 or 12 million, I'd say, from the education and stuff. So it's cool and it's really profitable and it's fun. You know what I mean? It does all those other levers, right? Brand, audience, list, things to leverage there. So it's the, I'll always have it. Billy Jean will always be that. This will, this will be my staple to fill the other things. There's a couple things there. I mean, it's, we talk about, I mean, yes, human capital. I mean, we talked about training, trading this revenue for more durable or exponential sources of revenue, which you've done. We talked about you doing this naturally builds your brand at the same time. So you get more leverage too, right? So it just, the most important thing is you're having more fun. So I think people need to think about, are you actually having fun doing what you're doing? It's a great, great, great point you bring up. Fun is the game, y'all. 
Like, if I wasn't having fun doing in this shit, I wouldn't do it. There's two reasons why I like entrepreneurship that are bigger than money. Number one is freedom. Like, I hated, and I'm not talking about, like, having a boss. Because even when you're CEO, you have a boss called your employees, your team. You actually go to the bottom of the structure. You got to support the rest. So that's not what I mean. I mean freedom in regards to, I like, for my parents. Like, I, I love my parents. You know, I take care of them as my people. You know, see them all the time. Nothing but great things about my parents. However, I remember vividly the feeling when my parents were still helping with some of my bills, how controlled I felt. It was like, you know, your parents kind of hang it over your head. Okay, keep talking that shit. I'm going to turn your cell phone off. You know what I mean? Like, they always kind of had that energy over. I just never wanted to be in that position ever, like, to where I have to make decisions based on, you know, money. I'll give you a great example of this tangible. This is first world problems and bougie, but nonetheless, the, the, the concept will uh, be there. Hired an interior designer to decorate our house for my daughter for Christmas. I just wanted to do like a frozen winter London wonderland, etc. Lady ended up being a fucking nightmare. Like didn't follow through with anything she said. It was not whatever, right? It was, you know. So, anyways, uh, it came to the point where like we gave her X amount of dollars, like I think it was like two thousand bucks or something, to like go handle everything. And she dropped the ball. And I, I told my sister, like, I don't tell her stuff. I don't want her to do anything, et cetera. And she's, she hit me with a, well, if you do, I just want to let you know that I'm going to have to keep the money. I said, I'll give you another 500 bucks to never reply again. <laughs> and keep the motherfucking money. Freedom. That's what I mean by, you're not going to dictate and control my experience. My other money. Here, take it. She said, I'll give you a tip. Like, and people don't know how to handle that type of freedom. Like, that is the most exciting thing for money to me. Or like, go little thing. Go outside. Parking ticket. Oh shit! I remember the feelings because you guys gotta remember. I, I had I started my parents' house, nothing, multiple bank accounts, overdraft. I mean, parking ticket, get a parking ticket. I love to be like shit. And I was okay. That was my parking for the day. Like I just little shit. Like to me, that's the exciting part about money. It's just like freedom to not be controlled by money. Doesn't mean other problems don't exist because they do. All right, and they weigh on you. But those ones, I'm happy to pay for. <laughs> yep. For sure. I, I think it, well, what did they say? It, success is being able to work on the stuff you want to work on. Right. And that's an element yeah. of freedom right there. Yeah. There um, you go. Cool. So two final questions from my side. I, I love this question because I love tools. What's your favorite business tool right now? Shout out to follow up genius. That's our stuff. Uh, but, but I would also say a uh, favorite tool. Yeah. I mean, honestly, my favorite tool is going to have to go with an Xbox, like <laughs> the ability to just log in and team up with my friends and like go fuck some people up and call of duty or play a sports game. Like I, my favorite tool is, is hands down an Xbox. You know, I, I'll answer this. The reason why it's hard for me to like say a tool is because my needs are always changing, which means I need a different tool for the different jobs. So I never just fall in love with one. You know I what I mean? That. So it's like, you know, we're fucking tools, right? Leave Facebook. Facebook's a tool. YouTube's a tool. We may not be using these tools next year. Like, they're tools. Yeah. I'm with you on that. I'm the same way. So final question, what's one must-read book you'd recommend? Uh, it, it could be, and if you don't read books right now, tell me about one video you watched. No, I, I definitely do. I love reading. I'm a big-time student for everybody. Master classes, everything. I still send webinars, all that jazz. I think the book that I always like to recommend for everybody is Scaling Up, Bernd Hardish. And it's, it's a classic, but there's a reason why. And the reason why is because it teaches you that all business is the same. And I remember on the come up, I used to think that business was so different for everybody. Well, my industry is this. Well, my avatar is this. And there's just something so objective about the way the book is written and that it's just so mathematical, all of it. You just realize how much nonsense that we have in our own heads. And he just did a great job of outlining what it is. And once you understand this, you can play the game differently. 
Awesome. Yeah. And by the way, uh, those of you that want to learn more about Vern Harnish, there's an interview on leveling up with him. And he's also the founder of EO, which is Entrepreneurs Organization, if you guys want to look into that. Are, are you an EO, YPO, any of these? I taught it like a YPO. I haven't pulled the trigger yet, but I, but I will. But I, but I will. Joy, I'm waiting for you, man. Okay, I will, I will, I will, I will. We'll, I'll do, I'll we'll do. talk about it offline. But anyway, Billy, this has been great. What's the best way for people to find you online? Yo, just follow me on Instagram, Billy Genius Marketing. I'll be talking shit, having fun. That's the one like I personally do. Everything else is just like ads and work. Like I, I be down there throwing my opinion around and shit. And I just want to say shout out to you. Thank you very much for having me. And congrats on all the success and putting out content that actually changes the game for people. I appreciate you. Yeah, I appreciate you too, man. Thanks so much. Cheers. Holla. We appreciate you joining us for this session of Marketing School. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit marketingschool.io for more resources based on today's topic, as well as access to more episodes that will help you find true marketing success. That's marketingschool.io. Until next time, class dismissed.